Okay, so this show was 10 seasons long, 10 seasons long, and nowadays seasons are like eight episodes, right? Maybe less. Um, these were 22 episode seasons, 23, 24 episode seasons. Um, so the whole time for literally the 10 years of this airing, from the beginning of the season to the end, we were all locked in waiting to see if Ross and Rachel would finally get it together and end up together. Um, and it's funny because literally the last five minutes of the very last episode, there's this moment. For those of you who know, do you guys remember the famous I got off the plane moment? Yeah. So, right, our culture shows us this. Um, so even, even Disney movies are this way. They are, all, they are predominantly all focused on the girl finding her Prince Charming. Um, that is the way most of the movies end. The conclusion or the, or the resolve is them finally getting together and finding their perfect match. Some examples we have of this are like Tangled, which I like Tangled. <laughs> um, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast, right? Uh, Sleeping Beauty. I can name a zillion. I just gave you guys three. Um, but... We don't just see this in movies uh, or TV shows. We also see this in songs and celebrities we're rooting for and even in, like, dating apps. I hope none of you guys are on dating apps, but I saw that they have a dating app that's called perfectmatch.com, right? So I have a quote that I think pretty accurately sums this up. It says, often people look for happiness from their partner. They may have this idea that the perfect match will somehow complete them. They are putting their worth in someone else. Even Hollywood has that life ends happily ever after once we find our Prince Charming or our, or our soulmate. So our culture shows us that in life we are searching for someone to complete us. It tells us that we need to find our person, our perfect match. Something that I used to think was true, I don't anymore, but it's also a popular idea today is that we're all looking for our quote-unquote soulmate. Now, the internet defines a soulmate this way. It says, a person who completely understands you and is perfectly suited to be in a loving relationship with you. So culture shows us that the goal in life is to find your perfect soulmate, the person that is perfectly suited just for us, and that they will complete our lives. But our question tonight, is this true? So to answer our question, we must first ask some follow-up questions. So the first question that I want to look at is this. Why do we look to a relationship to complete us? Why would we look to a relationship to complete us? Point number one, we look to relationships to complete us because we have a need. We all have a need to be loved, to be known, to be cared for, to be wanted, to be seen, to be valued, to be understood. We can all agree with that, right? Just a basic human need. And they're not a bad thing. It's natural for us to, to need these things. But these needs, they have to be filled. So we look to different things to fill them. Relationships being one of the things we most often look to. And I think that we often look to relationships because a person can fill some of those needs for a period of time and to an extent but they never can completely. A person cannot fulfill all our needs. They'll always fall short. Let me give you guys an example. So say you start to like somebody, and that person likes you back, and you start dating. 
you get the butterflies, you feel so excited to talk to them and to be with them, and you call them your girlfriend or boyfriend, and you start texting them all the time, and you share things with them about yourself that maybe nobody else really knows, um, and you go on cute dates, and you hold hands, and you go to prom, and you just feel like on top of the world because you're so excited that you found this person that gets you and understands you. I've been there. <laughs> what happens, though, when the texts become less frequent, what happens when they say the wrong thing and hurt your feelings, what happens when you don't see eye to eye on everything and that starts to cause conflict between you, what happens when other people have their attention, what happens when they forget small details about you, what happens if you guys break up and maybe you feel disappointed and hurt because they aren't loving you the way that you need them to, they don't know you as well as you thought they did. Maybe you start not feeling as wanted and cared for as you once did. And what happens if, like I said, the relationship maybe doesn't work out or they break up with you? What happens is you're hurt and you're disappointed and maybe even devastated because you thought this person would be what was missing in your life. You, you made them your everything and thought they could complete you and make you whole. And I'm just saying this off of, like, my own experience. And so this leads us to our second question. So why can't a relationship complete us? Point number two is relationships aren't capable of completing, completing us. Colossians 1.16, Paul's talking to the church, and he says this about Jesus. He says, all things have be, been created through him, and for him. So in God's word, we read that God created us for him. God didn't create us to complete each other. God knew that he would be the perfect source for all that we would need. He could perfectly provide the unconditional love and complete care that we require. He alone knows us completely and values us deeply because he himself created us. And in Philippians 4.19, the author Paul says, And this same God who cares for me will supply all of your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So we see that only Jesus can provide and truly meet all of our needs, every single one of them, in a way that a relationship couldn't. Since we are all broken, fallen human beings, a relationship with another broken, fallen human being isn't going to be able to provide for all of our needs. They will inevitably disappoint. They will inevitably let down, and they'll fall short. And that's okay because they aren't, comp they aren't created to complete us. If we look to them to meet all of our needs, we're looking to the wrong source. We can't look to our partner to complete us because they're simply not capable to. So this leaves us with this question, if a relationship can't complete me, then what does? Let's read further on in Colossians. Colossians 2, 6 through 10, to see what the Bible says. It says, and now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. 
Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. So this is our final point, point number three. We are made complete through our union with Christ. So in this section of scripture, the author Paul is talking to the church in Colossae and is encouraging them to stand firm in their faith in Jesus. He tells them to continue to follow Jesus, to let their roots grow down into Jesus, and to build their lives on Jesus. He warns them against false teachers who may try to deceive them into believing a false gospel, which was happening at the time. And the false teachers were teaching things that tried to say Jesus wasn't enough. So Paul reminds the church that Jesus is fully God and that he lived a perfect, sinless life as a human. And because of this and because of the sacrifice that he made on the cross, Jesus is the only person to truly be able to complete us. A commentary I read explained it this, this way. If all the fullness of God dwells in Jesus, and as believers we are united to him in a faith relationship, then we are also complete in him. Therefore, there was no need to go to false promises or attractions presented by the teachers among the Colossians. So in this section of scripture, Paul was teaching them that Jesus is sufficient that he is our very source of life and that everything that we need is found in him. Again, Colossians 2, 9 through 10 says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body, so you also are complete through your union with God. So it is through having a relationship with Jesus that we find the relationship that truly completes us. And so what do we, what do, we do with this? One thing that I want to add um, is that relationships aren't bad. When, when I'm saying all of this, I want to clarify that, that I'm not saying relationships are bad. Relationships can be a good thing. And one of the reasons why God created relationships that we see in Scripture in Genesis is he created relationships for us to have companionship. Having a desire to be in a relationship with somebody is normal and okay and we all experience it and go through it. And it's not a bad thing. But what I think is important to, for us to understand, um, and I think the goal of this sermon for, is, uh, is for us to understand that the goal of a relationship isn't for a person to complete you, to fulfill you, or to add to your value. Because that's just not possible. They can't complete you. They can't fulfill you. They can't add to your value because you're already valuable in Christ. And Jesus is the only one just capable of being able to provide for our every single need and to love us exactly where we're at. Not everybody can love us where we're at. We're all messy. We're all broken. But Jesus can take us for who we are and love us where we're at. And he sees us as he, he sees himself. God sees us through the lens of Jesus and what Jesus has done. And so he sees us and he loves us unconditionally and perfectly, which we as, like I said, broken, fallen human beings are unable to do. Not in this lifetime. But Jesus is our, the perfect person to love us well and to care for us. 
And so when we find all that we're looking for in Jesus and not in another person, we can even be better boyfriends and girlfriends to that person who we're in a relationship with, right? Because if we're not looking for them to meet our needs and to find value for them, and we've already found that in Jesus, then we're secure in that. And we're not asking them to give us something that they can't give. Because we've already found that in Jesus, and so we're able to love them better and able to serve them better because we're not asking them to provide something that they can't. So if you are currently in a relationship or you're wanting to be in a relationship, or maybe sometime in the distant future you would imagine that you'd be in a relationship, I want to give you guys a couple of really practical suggestions that that I have um, for just moving forward in in a relationship. It's this. Um, Value, number one, value growing in your relationship with God. And make that your number one priority. And... This is just overall, even if you're, like, you're not going to be in a relationship, which I think we all will be. But even if you're, you're like, relationship, I don't care. Value your relationship with God. Look to him to be that source and to find everything that you need. And make that your number one priority. Also, I think a helpful question for us to ask ourselves is, what is my motivation behind being in this relationship? I think it's important for us to examine our motivations and why we're in the relationship and what we're looking for and to make sure that's, that's correct and that's in alignment with the word of God. And another suggestion I have is to surround yourself with people who are modeling good, healthy, godly relationships. Um, being surrounded with people like Taylor and Megan who model that really well um, and other people in your life who who just love each other and serve each other um, and are growing together and growing towards Jesus and, and being surrounded by that and having that model and that influence in front of you is super important. And then a last suggestion that I have is to ask your parent, your parent or your guardian to be involved in setting good boundaries in your relationship. Good boundaries are so important and setting them at the beginning or if you haven't yet setting them now is really pivotal. And so inviting, not just setting them yourself, but inviting wise counsel into that, inviting your parent, your guardian, your, your youth leader, somebody that you trust um, who's older than you um, and maybe has some more wisdom. Um, I even need to do that. Well, I'm married, but I should have done that. Sorry. <laughs> you should do it. Um, yes, yeah, so that's my last suggestion. So I want to leave you guys with this big idea Relationships can be a gift from God, but we are truly made complete through Jesus. We are truly made complete through Jesus. So we're going to go ahead and head into our small groups. If this is your first time here, uh, girls are in the front, boys are in the back. Uh, Yeah, high school on this side, middle school on this side. And your small group leaders will dismiss you. 